Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Block Access 101 Podcast. I'm your host, Young Hibachi. Special shout out to our sponsor, Hibachi Productions. Use our discount code Block Access 101 to get 20% off. Uh, we have a special guest today, LR. LR, introduce yourself. What up, LR? 1313 on IG. Holla at me. <laughs> All right, so first topic we're getting right into is the Milwaukee Bucks mid-playoff form with the choking. I'll let you start off, LR. What What is there to say? I told people <laughs> we was bringing the brooms out on the Milwaukee Bucks, and look at us, one game away. A lot of people ain't believed that we really could beat Milwaukee, but uh, I knew it. I knew that, you know, once they played against the real defense, all the role players were going to turn into Fold City. I didn't know Giannis was going to fold, though, but, hey, that's what happens when you run into some real, real defenders, a real team. We're balanced, and we actually we playing like we, we were the number one seed in the East, and that's exactly how I told Jimmy Butler to go out and play. All right. Um, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't think you guys were going to win it. I, I thought it was, I thought it was at least going to go seven, and they probably survive for the Bucks. Uh, I just knew they were going to lose in the conference finals to Boston. Um, nobody has an answer for Boston in the East. Might I add? Oh, the, the Heat. The Heat have an answer for them. <laughs> don't even worry. Don't even worry about that. I, one. I hope we bet on that series because don't even worry about easy that. Easy money in the words of the late Kobe Bryant. Easy money. Honestly, I know we match up way better against the Raptors. So, although I know. I got money on the Celtics. I do, you know, I wouldn't be mad if the Raptors win the series because he obviously we, we won two out of three against the Raptors and their one win was in the bubble. And honestly, that was a lucky win. So, but the Celtics, the Celtics tough. They got, they got a lot of young talent. They got the defense that could, you know, shut us down. But it's just going to be a defensive series. And I believe in Jimmy Butler more than I believe in Jimmy, Jason Tatum in a seven game series. Disrespectful. It's not, uh, disrespectful. it's not just like just Jimmy Butler's a vet. Jason Tatum's still like you know he's still young. But you got you got to remember that Jason Tatum in his rookie year turned up in that game seven against the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, that's right. That he did. Did they win? No, they lost. Remember? Oh, all right. That's all I wanted to do. But he turned up. It wasn't his fault. But did they win? <laughs> I he can't. But you made it sound like like Tatum going to shy away in the playoff moments. He never. But what, I'm, away. but what I'm trying to say is, okay, it's good that, that he turned up, but this this is different. Like over here in Miami, we're not Giannis. We don't shy away from taking the taking out their best player. We're we're Jimmy Butler is right on Jason Tatum. Bro, what I'm saying is, LeBron, I mean Tatum went at one of the best players of all time, and LeBron dunked on him. You think he's gonna be scared of Jimmy Butler? Bro, it's not about being scared. It's about like we have. Jimmy Butler, we have Jay Crowder, we have Andre Iguodala. We got a bunch of defenders that can slow Jason Tatum down. And when it comes down to crunch time, you know, Iguodala plays most of our fourth quarter minutes too. So it could be Jimmy Butler and Iguodala switching off on Jason Tatum. It's not, it's not going to be right. as easy as, as it is when, he, when he's, like, playing, you know, the Sixers and Raptors. Oh, okay. You just had to us in there. But, uh, you know, he, he swept y'all. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Break. You know, every sometimes you got to take a loss to get a W, and that got rid of Brett Brown, so I was cool. <laughs> um, but back to the, the Milwaukee Bucks, like I always say every year, the Milwaukee Bucks always choke in the playoffs. They are they are just a regular season team, and I think Mike uh, Budenholzer is an overrated coach, and I say that all the time, even when he, when he was in Atlanta. Um, he he does enough in the regular season. When it comes playoff, he's always over out coached. I mean, he's just he's just overrated to me. Um, Giannis, uh, it might be time for him to get out of there because his role players out there was looking horrendous. Um, and also, he, they need to blame management. Like I was telling my boy yesterday, they should never got rid of Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, it's ridiculous. They didn't get rid of him. He left the free agency. But that's what I'm saying. Like they oh, you, said, him, you mean they, they shouldn't have let him go? Yeah, they shouldn't let him go. And, and they re-signed Eric Bledsoe, who got them eight points yesterday on two of nine. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
See, uh, my thing is like those were. I mean, like Malcolm Brogdon wanted a lot of money, so should have paid him. They paid Eric Bledsoe for whatever reason. I I get that, but like when you want a lot of money, it it it's hard, especially when you don't know how badly you need someone. And I guess they didn't realize how badly they were going to need Malcolm Brogdon until this series. Um, yep. Eric Bledsoe, he he used to be when he was on the Suns, he was crazy. He used to be able to score at will. And everything now that he's on the Bucks, the Bucks problem is the role players don't make enough threes. So him and Giannis, they don't get the spacing that they would get in the regular season when everyone's free and they can make threes and the crowd plays off that and they don't have any crowd to play off. That's why I knew that the Bucks weren't going to be as good in the bubble as they were in the regular season because they feed off the crowd energy. And there's no crowd there. There's nothing. So you got to right. feed off your own energy. And once you and start missing shots, look at what happened to the Raptors. Once they started missing threes against the Celtics, it, it just downpoured, and they just started making missing everything. But then in game three, when they started making threes in the fourth quarter, of course they make a three with point five seconds left. Like it's just it's all about the momentum. And the Bucks have not been able to gain any real traction. That's definitely real. And then let's not forget. How many? I mean, how far do you expect to go in the playoffs when Wesley Matthews is in your starting lineup? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Very <laughs> true. I mean, he, he, he thought he he thought he was playing good D on Jimmy Butler until yeah. we had those talks, <laughs> and then in the Barbie fourth quarter, shit. I told Jimmy it was it's go time, and that's what we do. We turn up. That's, that's, yeah, he, he definitely turned up. I mean, you guys stole game two, but um, a win is a win. No, because the foul that they gave Chris Middleton oh, 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 was, was the same was the same foul that they gave Jimmy Butler. What? So it it was either you call it on both or you don't call it at all. Either way, we was winning. And if the game would have went to overtime, we was gonna win by ten. I'm not worried about the Bucks at all. <laughs> not worried about their scoring. Um, surprisingly though, um, Brooke Lopez has been the one bright spot out, out, outside of Giannis. He's been playing good every game, consistent. I was shocked by that. Um, no, no, Brook Lopez. He's a player. He's a he's a gamer. So I'll I'll never doubt his talent. Uh, I think he's been when I look at the series. I'm pretty sure he's been the only one that I've really been worried about because he's been actually the only one that's playing well. Everyone yeah. else, um, yeah. everyone else. When I see them, when I see them, they I know that they're missing. So yeah, it's crazy. Um, so let's let's go let's go right into that next topic with the Celtics because we were already talking about it. Um, do you think Boston has has enough has enough with it to take to get into all the way to the finals? Yeah, like I said, like us and the Celtics match up well together, so it just comes down to who's ever best player plays well that day. Some days, I mean, some games in that series, I know it's going to be Jason Tatum, and then some games, I can guarantee you, it's going to be Jimmy Butler. I just feel like in a seven game series, Jimmy Butler is going to pull it out four times before Jason Tatum's able to pull it out four times. But I mean, I give it I give it like fifty fifty chance for us to make it uh over the Celtics because, you know, we're both two great teams that are young, that can make threes, that don't fold under pressure, and that play great defense. So when we do match up, I know it's gonna be a great series. And I would be shocked if it didn't go seven games. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I definitely got I got Boston making this the finals. I said that before the playoffs started. I had the Clippers versus the, the Celtics in the finals. I don't know, I also think that Boston gonna take the Clippers to seven, and eventually the Clippers will win. Um, because you know Doc is just a great coach, one of my favorite coaches out there. Um, so yeah, I think I think definitely Boston comes out of the East. So because just because of Jason Tatum and Kimba, Kimba has has definitely been his duffel. I mean, we're not gonna act like he hasn't had some bad games. The one against the one against the Sixers. What was it? Game three. Talking about Tatum? No, no, no. This is uh, this is Kimba. I think Tatum only played bad in the regular season bubble, but in game three, I know game two because I bet I bet Celtics against the Raptors. Kimba started off zero for eleven. That man was killing me. But he did hit the he did hit the big bucket 
in the fourth quarter to put us up four. I'm saying us because I bet the money on it. I don't want people to get confused and think that I'm a Celtics fan. But put us up, put us up four for the bread, and uh, that was a big shot. So I always know Kemba's going to come through in the clutch. But if he starts bad against the Heat, or if he has like a bad game against the Heat, like that 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 game is an L for the Celtics. And just the same way with if. Jason Tatum plays bad against the Heat. That game is an L for the Celtics. They need everyone to play well every game, and I just don't know if they'll be able to match our consistency. I mean, but 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, Kemba did start off bad game too, but he ended up with seventeen. Well, yeah, but most of those points was in the fourth quarter, and um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's true. I said I said he had caught shots. I mean, look, he he cashed me out. I needed that bread. But what I'm saying is I am very comfortable knowing that if it comes down to our defense and our clutch shooting of Tyler Hero, Drogic, and Jimmy Butler versus the clutch shooting of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kemba, I like the Heat. And if we look at game three against the Raptors, they lost with .5 seconds left. You think the Heat losing with 0.5 seconds left? You think the Heat is giving someone a wide open oh, three with 0.5 seconds you, left? I'm so glad you brought that up because Taco Fall had one job. One job <laughs> to deflect the ball and make it hard for Kyle Lowry. He did. There's no way in hell Kyle Lowry at six feet should have been able to make a cross-court pass over somebody that's, what, seven fives? Yeah, but he, that that's true. But at the same time, there's literally no way when there's 0.5 seconds left that you should be not on your man. And yes. for OG to be wide open, it made no sense. I know Jalen Brown at the end said it was miscommunication with him and Jason Tatum, but that just shows how young they are. The Heat aren't going to have that same miscommunication. We're laser-focused at all times. We're not giving up no shot with 0.5 seconds left. Game is already over. As you saw in Game 3 against the Bucks, they went into the fourth quarter up 12. What did we do? It was avalanche time. There's the, we When we smell blood... It's over. The Celtics, they, they gave the Raptors a chance. This series can go seven now. So a series that they could have ended in four could potentially go seven, and that's going to wear them out too in the long run. Yeah, and I don't think it was – because Tatum was nowhere near that. It was, it was, it was Daniel Tice. Jalen Brown messed up twice in that, in that fourth quarter. That one late play when uh, OG got that offensive rebound because he was – because Jalen Brown was playing around not lackadaisical, just letting him get a rebound. Right. Then and that he was he was lackadaisical on that play right there. Like, why are you like I know I know what you're saying when it's over there, you're playing two passes away from the ball, but bro, this is this is like at the end of the game. Like you should be all up on all up on you should be able to smell what he had for breakfast that morning. Like, bro, like what are you doing? Exactly. So I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like he has a big game tonight because you know, I, I'm pretty sure Marcus Smart probably cussed him out after that. After oh, that game. the whole team had to have cussed him out. Because you, you just can't give a team like the Raptors a chance. I know that Ooh, I get mad when you said, huh? My fault. I'm looking at this SMU, Texas State. That was a crazy back fade. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. You can't give a team like the Raptors a chance. I know I always joke and say, yo, they're not the real defender chance because they don't got Kawhi. But at the end of the day, like, they do got players with, with heart. So, when you give them too many chances, they're going to take advantage of it. So, if they come out game four on fire, that, that's on the Celtics. And yep. that and that and that's specifically on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown because I don't know whose fault it really was. I know that Jason Tatum said he communicated, but that doesn't mean he really did. But like you can't give you can't give teams life in the playoffs, especially in the bubble. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, another thing, uh, Brand Fleet. What in the hell was he thinking for saying the day after for for giving him a chance? Brand Fleet. That's what I mean. He's think he's thinking the same thing that I was thinking. Like yo. They and technically, I know what Van Fleet was trying to say. He was trying to say you can't give us a chance, and that's literally what the Celtics did. So I know he's not saying, "Oh, now we're gonna come out and I'm gonna score forty every night," because that's not that's not Van Fleet's game. But what he's saying is like, "Look, we didn't have that confidence, and we were looking at it like we were about to go down 0-3, even though Game Three was their best game, and they were still supposed to lose." So now they're like, "Oh, wow." We, you just gave us life, so that's what he meant by like, yo, y'all, y'all effed up. And in all honesty, 
Van Fleet is right. They did. So hopefully the Celtics come out and, and they can, like, you know, take the game over in the beginning because if the, if the Toronto Raptors get a whiff of confidence, it might, it might be a long series. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understood what he was saying, and I'm just like, bro, y'all barely won on, on a buzzer beater, and Jason Tatum had a horrible game. Oh yeah, so he like, did. Jason Tatum yeah. was terrible. So I feel I feel like tonight Jason Tatum is definitely going for forty. Remember I said it here. So <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, so next topic, let's talk. We're talking about Steve Nash becoming the next coach. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, Steve Nash was a guy who paid attention to detail, and he knew how to run like an, a beautiful, amazing offense. But as a coach, he has no experience. So I can't take it serious until I actually see the results in it. Because, like, let's be honest. We all know Brooklyn Nets are going to be good. KD's there. Any team with KD is making the playoffs. So we already know the Brooklyn Nets are making the playoffs. So that's that's not what I care about. I need to see, like, what in game adjustments can Steve Nash make in the playoffs next year, what can he do to make sure that the Nets take it to the next level? Can he control, you know, the Eagles of Kyrie and KD? Can he get the young players like Spencer Dinwiddie and my man Karis LeVert to excel with each other all on the court at the same time? If he can do that, then I'm like, yo, that was a great signing. But if he can't, then he's just the Bucks coach, Mike, all over again. Because we looked at this. This Bucks coach, he said he doesn't want to play Giannis over 35 minutes because he doesn't want to overexert himself. What? Crazy. It's, yeah. it's, the series is 3 Bro, you exactly. play your best players until they fall apart. Not, not saying that you should kill them, but you play your best players until they say, yo, I can't play no more. And... The fact that Giannis has not been guarding Jimmy Butler in the fourth quarter is ridiculous. So it's mm-hmm. just stuff like that where when I think of Steve Nash, I'm thinking he's going to make those same type of rookie mistakes that Mike is making. And so it makes me hesitant. I feel like a team that has, like, championship, you know, thoughts should have went with, like, someone like more – someone like Mark Jackson, someone that you know – can coach a winning a winning program. Shout out to my man right. Mark Jackson. He can't even get a job, man. But Steve Nash with no experience <laughs> got one. I feel bad, Mark. Hey, man, you, you know, know what that thing is. I feel man. bad, Mark. Hey, man, Mark. Mark gonna get that job with the Sixers, though, man. Mark. No, remember they got Tyloo now. What? I, that was. I thought they said that was that was that was false. I thought they said that it was finalized. No, they said somebody said false news. There's nothing, no terms or anything. I was like, I was like, praise God. You don't like Tyloo? I I absolutely do not like Tyloo. He didn't coach in Cleveland. LeBron clearly coached that team. Facts. Um, I don't I don't know why he even want to come to Philly because every time he does something wrong, they just gonna bring up the Irish and stepping over. I mean, anything, like, any any coach wants to coach Philadelphia because Philadelphia. <laughs> Has a great squad. They just don't know how to piece it together. Piece it together right now. That's why they need like a real coach. Yeah, we need some shooters on the bench, but we can't really make any offseason moves. We gotta go through the draft thanks to Elton Brand's stupidity giving uh Al Horford, what was it, a hundred and eight million dollars to come off the bench? Unbelievable. Yeah. Somebody we gotta we we gotta find we have to find a dummy this year to trade him to. It's, I mean, if even if we have to trade at Tobias Harris in that trade, or because we got to we got to clear up some cap space. We had all them years of all the cap space, and then we just just threw it away. And within one offseason, that's when we blame Elton Brand. <laughs> yep, Elton Brand. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for all, all my brothers to get a job, but he's clearly in over his head because those deals were highly questionable. And then you got rid, and then you let you let go of like a good backup big man. 
What do you go to? What do you go to Dallas for? One year, eight million. Uh, Boban. Yeah, one. Yeah, I think it was one year, eight million. We we couldn't we couldn't play Boban one. We couldn't pay him eight million for one year, but we could play Al Horford hundred eight million for four years. Unbelievable. Right, and we see what Boban's doing. I never understood getting rid of Boban when you know that Tobias Harris loves the guy. I never I never yeah. really understood that Great. decision. Like you need a backup. You need a backup center. Why not have Boban? Exactly. And you see what Boban does. Exactly. If, if we would be smart if we would try to go back after him again and get him. I mean, granted, he might not come back because, like, I, why would you want to go back to somebody who didn't um, go after Well, him? again, it's, I mean, it's, it's right, because right. we have Tobias Harris that yeah, that's what the Sixers should be thinking. They should be like, oh, we have Tobias Harris, so we can get Boban at any time. But I, I just – if I was Boban, that's, that's not where my head would be at. I would tell the Sixers never – yeah, we're just we're, we just made a couple of stupid moves over the offseason. Um, so yeah, with me with the Brooklyn Nets signing Steve Nash, you know, I always think he was a student of the game, good eye for the game. Some point, point guards make some of the best coaches in the uh, NBA. Uh, look at um, Jason Kidd, who had a good, somewhat good coaching career. So I feel like Steve Nash. I feel like he knows enough of the game. I mean, he can learn on the fly with. As well, the aspects of coaching, but um, he always he always well. I know when he was in um living in, in um Oakland, he was always giving like KD some pointers and stuff on the game. So I feel like that's why why they hired him because he has a good connection with uh KD and also I think he has a good connection with Kyrie. So I think that their main their main their main focus is to find a coach that would mesh well with KD and Kyrie, so there would be no problems. And I feel like they picked the perfect coach for that. So they picked the perfect coach. So I mean, I I think that uh, Steve Nash should have a good coaching career. I was mad that my man Dirk didn't want to come out of retirement because I mean, what else is he doing right now? Watching Netflix. <laughs> I mean, they did ask him to be an assistant coach. Yeah, he was like, "I'm not ready to come back to basketball four times, sir." You're coaching. You're I mean, I, I kind of feel him, but he said Dirk just want to sit at home and watch Netflix and eat Doritos and chips. Yeah, when you spend 20 years of your life in the NBA, you, you definitely deserve a break. You definitely deserve to take a step back. Yeah, that's real. That's definitely real. You know? I feel like he'll probably come next year, though. If if they lose, or if they if they lose in the first or second round, they're, they are going to throw a lot of money at Dirk to come. Yeah, he definitely have to because he could definitely help out KD with that back uh, fadeaway jumper with one leader. But that's KD. It doesn't uh, give me confidence that the Nets will be anything. And no, no hate on Steve Nash, but it just doesn't. But I mean, look, they gotta do what they gotta do. Yeah, but I, I feel though we we talk about how the Nets gonna be all this, but we we still gotta figure out how KD gonna come back next year off that Achilles injury. You don't think he's gonna come back like? And look like KD. I don't think, I don't think he'll come back like the old KD. I I feel like he's probably gonna struggle a little bit at the beginning, try to get his feet under him and all that. Um, but I, I feel like he'll average a solid 20, 23, 24. I don't think he's gonna be averaging like the high twenties like he normally. Because they probably gonna have more minute restriction for a, a while. I think I think he's gonna be this. I think he's gonna be the KD of old. I think if it's one person that could legit come back from, like, an Achilles injury, it's someone like KD. Because KD's like a jump shooter, if we're being honest. And yeah. I, I, think, well, I think KD could come back. I think he could come back strong. I think he could be the same player that he used to be. I mean, obviously, as a basketball fan, this is what I wish for him because I love, you know, when the best players can remain the best players. But, I mean, we saw what happened with DeMarcus Cousins. I just, I just believe KD's different he's a he's a different animal he doesn't have that much weight he doesn't have that much uh of a changing period he doesn't have to rely on like power he got he still has his pure jump shot one dribble pull up you can do that off an achilles injury that's definitely real um let's go to the next topic lakers rocket showdown what, what, first of all who do you have winning that series let's start off right there <sighs> My guy Harden, my guy Harden, but I have to say Lakers in six, only because okay. when it's size versus speed, speed wears down, and size wears you down. And I feel like in a long series, the Lakers have the advantage. 
But if the Lakers can't hit threes like they haven't been in this bubble, then I could easily see the Rockets, you know, winning in six or seven. But I just feel like with the Lakers' defense and the Lakers' size, that even those misses, they'll turn into offensive rebounds. They'll turn into and ones, three point plays, and they'll they'll get they'll be able to manufacture enough points to win the series. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I got the Lakers coming out of that series in seven, but game one was uh, I hope it was a wake up call from like it was when the Blazers because. The Rockets turned up. I'm glad I picked them on the spread for the with the uh I did the teaser with the plus ten and a half. Yeah. Jesus. Uh James Harden came to play. Uh Russell Westbrook looked better than he did in that OKC series, even though LeBron was young boy in half the series, I mean, half the game, punching his shot and then uh, what he tried to take a charge and got dunked on. I yeah, think. I think that was second quarter, right? That was second quarter, second or third quarter. Um Yeah. But when we look at like when we really look at the game, you're like, uh, this game was evenly matched. Like it's not like there was something that the Rockets did like tremendously better than the Lakers. I think the Rockets shot like forty eight percent, Lakers shot like forty two, and then the threes were like fourteen to like ten or eleven to the Lakers. So that's only a nine point difference. So if the if all the Rockets have to do is hit three more threes than the Lakers and, and they can win a they can win a game by like fifteen, then I think the Lakers are in trouble because there's gonna be games where the Rockets hit like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen threes and the Lakers don't have that offensive power to match that. So, you know, I say Lakers just because, you know, mine says Lakers, but in reality I know the Rockets got enough scoring and enough shooting to pull that win out. Yeah, definitely. Um, shout out to PJ Tucker. He had a hell of a game morning. Um, it was a big shocker for me, you know. Um, shout out to him because he's, he's been a, a a traveler, just like my man Pat B. Who goes on to know Patrick Beverly, but he, he's been playing overseas a lot. And then he finally got his fit in the league when he played with Phoenix, and now he's over here in Houston, just doing his job, just being a strictly a role player and doing strictly that. I, I feel like a lot of role players try to do more than what they need to. Right. Um, I'm PJ Tucker definitely knows his role. Play D and sit in the corner and just wait to get the ball. And just when you get it, shoot it and make it. Real simple. He had nine rebounds. I mean, he only had six points, but it was a cruise of six points and he had nine rebounds. Um Eric Gordon played phenomenal. Yes. Welcome back. Because he was playing kind of so so in that OKC series. But I feel like he finally got his feet back from when he sprained his ankle. Um, so let's and then the next last topic for basketball. Uh, let's talk about the game seven between OKC and the Raptors. Rockets, Rockets. I mean, Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you, 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 you thought that Chris Paul kind of folded. Um, oh, yeah, I saw it slightly different because obviously Chris Paul had a triple double. So, in my mind, I thought Chris Paul played. Played, managed the game well, and played the game well. When it comes to a game seven, as we saw in the game seven between the Nuggets and the Jazz, teams are not going to let the player that's been killing you the first six games kill you in game seven. Uh, James Harden, you know, he had a bad game. Chris Paul had, you know, a cool game, but he didn't show up in the, in the at the end of the fourth quarter like. Like most of the games, like you gotta, you gotta have that. You gotta have someone else win it for you. Whereas the Rock, the Rockets had Covington, you know, hitting shots, and sadly the Thunder had Lou Dort. <laughs> so when when your when your um when your season's on the line and you gotta go to an undrafted rookie, that's bad. And and that's exactly what happened with the with the Thunder. They had to go to an undrafted rookie. You know. My man James Harden made the clutch defensive play, but even then, the plays before, you kind of got the sense that the Rockets weren't going to let Chris Paul beat them. And that that's how you got to play. Just like the Thunder definitely were not about to let James Harden beat them. Like, it, it, it comes to role players. And at the end of the day, the Rockets just had better role players. So I'm, I'm not going to knock Chris Paul um, for that playoff performance. Um. Yeah, he played. He played a hell of a game up until like the last what five, ten seconds of the fourth. 
One, I mean, why, why are you? I mean, Shay, I mean, I know Shay's this guy, but why are you relying on a game seven to advance to the, the conference semifinals, and you're relying on a, a second year player that doesn't really have playoff experience, sir? You said it yourself. Nobody expected y'all to be there, and we proved them wrong. Okay, so at that point, you need to, you need to either go either going to win by you in a game seven or lose by you. Either way, they're still going to respect you because nobody expected y'all to be there. You're, you're passing to Shea Alexander, who passes to Lou Dort for a game-winning shot. It's, it's, it's ludicrous. <laughs> and then, don't get me started on Steven Adams. He was playing timid that whole fourth quarter. Was like, I, like, I know Steve Adams, he always plays physical. But that fourth quarter in that game seven, he was playing timid as a mouse in the house, trying not to get caught on a track. Um... He, he, did you see that hook shot he tried to he tried to throw up? I said, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, I was like, I I was actually lost on that hook shot. I was like, "Yeah, Steve, this, this ain't your game." But the and, the Rockets are fast, and the Rockets, crazily, they play defense in that in in this bubble. Their defense has been well in this playoff bubble because you know the regular season they they didn't play a lick of defense bubble or non bubble. But in this bubble, yeah. they they they've made it and. They made an effort to make sure there's no center that's about to kill them. And Steven Adams is not a scoring center. So he definitely is not about to kill the Rockets. So I mean, I can't we can't really harp too much on it. It's that's how the game goes. Definitely. Um but oh, did you see it at the end of the game when it was PJ Tucker was on Steven Adams and, and I was like, bro, just post up. All he had to do was throw the ball. Who was, I forgot who was in bad, but all he had to do was throw the ball over over, over his head, and he catches it and lays it up for the win. Oh, and don't get me started on, on Gallinari. Gallinari oh, disappeared. Yeah, I agree that Choke, one. Choke Gallinari City. Disappeared. Choke City at that free throw line. But, I was like, first of all, they gave y'all a gimme. All you had to do was hit one of them, and then after that, y'all just need to get a layup for the win. This guy misses the free throw. Talk about not fumbling the bag. Oh, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, I know he's probably depressed right now, like the next three days. He's probably eating chocolate on the couch. That's what he get because Chris Paul is throwing, you know, little shots in my man heart, and I ain't like it. I ain't appreciate it. And then he said, you know, this is what uh, this is what you're made for when you show up in the fourth quarter. Well, Chris Paul, you didn't show up in the fourth quarter in game seven, my guy. Take exactly. Take that. Take the foot out your mouth, buddy. Take <laughs> that. That's all, that's all I have to say about that one. Yeah, it's, it's ludicrous. Um, okay, let's go into the contract with Deshaun Watson. I, I feel like it got a four-year deal extension worth 160 million. Um, well, well deserved. He plays hard each and every game. Um, the best number four in Texas. I say it again, the best number four <laughs> in Texas. Um, we we'll, we'll love to have him in Dallas, but you know it is what it is. I'm happy he's in Houston doing his thing. I feel like him and Will Fuller is going to have a breakout year. Um, that's one of his – people don't know, that's one of his favorite targets, even when Deshaun um, – DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins was there. Yeah. Um, people always thought about the Hopkins, but really Will Fuller is having great games, especially in that second half of the season. So I, I hope – I think they're going to build off of that for this season. Uh, I feel like Texas is going to have a great um, – I feel like they're probably going to have a great season. You think so? And probably when they get from South. Yes. Um, uh, let me think about the Texans. I think the Texans' offense makes me nervous. I think that the Texans had to give Watson this money because they literally this – is, this is basically them apologizing for taking away his number one – offensive threat and they can say whatever they want David Johnson in my mind is not about to be the answer so yeah it's crazy the issue we have here is is that 111 million guarantee and the four-year extension he already has a two-year contract so that means four-year extension that means six years is this next six years of his life worth 111 million guaranteed because we don't know if injuries or anything could happen. But I don't think there's a championship window with this team. So I feel like 
this money was just money to keep him there, but I just I don't see this team being competitive against the top AFC teams. Yeah, um, I I feel like they're gonna have. I feel like I feel like this is a proof year for David Johnson. You know, we yeah he had, he's always a fantasy killer. Then I think it was like last year before last that he got injured, and that's when his career started going. So I feel like this is his, his, his uh, comeback season. I feel like he's gonna probably get NFL comeback player of the year. You heard it here first. Oh wow, that's, that's a big, that's yeah. a big step. Oh yeah, man. I gotta 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 throw out the hitters, man. Um, so yeah, I feel like they're definitely gonna win the AFC South. Um, I feel like the only competition in the AFC South is probably gonna be uh, Titans. No, I don't. I, I feel like they were asleep. I don't, I don't feel like they're heavy. Really? Anytime. Anytime Ryan Tannehill is your starting QB, you can only go by so far. Interesting. So you're you think their their threat is the Colts? I think the only threat is the Colts. Because you know, they they got Phillip Rivers there. Shout out I mean, no disrespect to Brissett, but I mean he's okay, but he's he's not really a starter in this league. I feel like Philip Phillip Rivers brings that that um professionalism and experience that he's that he's had in um Los Angeles Chargers. And I feel like this is probably the best team he's has ever had because all of the years people like to say Phillip Rivers is a great quarterback but never has been a playoffs. I mean, some of the time the Chargers defense is horrendous with the exception of these last two seasons. But the years before that, like it, they were terrible. And like you, you can only put up so many points on offense if your defense is giving up drastically amount of points just to give right back. So I feel like this is his best shot of, of making a playoff run. I feel like they're going to end up being a six seed in the wild card position. Wow. Or did it, did it? I don't know. Didn't they add another spot this year in the NFL playoffs? So it's seven now? Uh, I forget the rules of the NFL playoffs. Honestly, the NFL playoffs, I, I like halfway in, halfway out, because I don't know if the full season is going to be played. So I, I, don't, I don't put much consideration into it. But all I know is the Eagles are going to make the playoffs, so it don't matter. But what, what I will say is uh, – Philip Rivers on the Colts. Um, T.Y. Hilton. Philip Rivers, T.Y. Hilton. Okay, you know what? Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know. Okay, you know what? I will. I will. I will actually. I will actually put the Colts over the Titans, but I still have the Titans over the Texans because I don't think the Texans are going to score enough. And I mean, I mean, as we're as we're doing this, we might as well uh, segue into all the division winners we have. Uh, oh, so I can start it off. Um, I already said, I already decided on the Colts and AFC South. Uh, obviously the AFC West, we're, I'm pretty sure everyone is going Kansas City Chiefs. I think that's unanimous. Um, right. AFC North is going to be a, a fight, but I think the Ravens are still so. the going. best team. The AFC East is when it gets interesting. And I mm-hmm. honestly think this is the year that the Buffalo Bills Win the division outright. Uh, Josh Allen, he's 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 a winner. He's not like a stud or anything, but he's a winner. Uh, we'll do NFC East last. Let me go to the NFC West. Um, obviously, I think it's only between two teams: Niners, Seahawks. I think. Ah, oh, this is a hard one. I think I'll go with the Niners, just based off defense. Um, NFC South, obviously, I'm going with the Saints. Although the Buccaneers might 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 overtake that, but I'm I'm gonna stick with the Saints for right now. NFC North, Packers, Packers until proven otherwise. Then we get to this NFC East, and it's gonna be a close one. But I got the Philadelphia Eagles at ten and six. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I just realized that it is seven seven teams do make the playoffs in each conference this year. So that's that's uh, a good. I like they added another team, um, especially. With, I like also like how the number two seeds don't get a buy this year. So that's fine. They're it's kind of. Uh, I'm cool with it because I mean, if you're not first, you're last. So I'm trying to figure out why the second seed is getting is getting a buy. Like it's crazy. But anyway. Uh, I'm gonna start off AFC East. I got the Buffalo Bills coming out of there, uh, eleven and five. I think Cam does a decent job in New England, but a lot of their defensive players took off due to COVID. So that that defense that was that, that really carried the team last year, 
say the least. Um, it's, it's, it's not there. So they lost a lot of their players. Jamie Collins and other – well, Collins left. Uh, a lot of the uh, linebackers sat out. Um, AFC North, you said it's going to be a close one. I really don't think so. I think ben, Big Ben is is officially done. Oh, wow. Um, let's, let's let's not forget about um, back um, a couple years ago, we threw them five interceptions to Jacksonville. And I swear he said it on four for Merry Christmas because look goodness, who was he looking at? <laughs> he should he might he might need to talk to James Winston's um I the guy that did his surgery for his eyes because he'd be like he's, he might need to see um procedure. Uh, AFC South, as I said, is of course the Texans. I got them going ten and six wild card. Uh well of course it's gonna be a wild card. Going one she doesn't anyway. Uh, AFC West, I mean, do we really have to even talk about that? Of course, it's Kansas City because who do you think is going to stop them? Exactly. Uh, Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders? Stop it. Uh, NFC East, no-brainer. Dallas Cowboys, 11-5. proof here. We won NFC East the last two out of the four seasons. It should have been three, but Jason Garrett, Jason clapping hands Garrett, really threw away that season towards the end, and Amari Cooper. I, I know he better show up this year because that second half of the season, he went MIA. Especially in that Eagles game, was crying about an injury. Tighten up. This is playoff time, baby. That's how you should look at it. Some niggas ain't built uh, for prime time. Oh, what C.D. Lamb is, baby. Oh, God. Oh, I, I'm going to say it right now. C.D. Lamb is going to have a thousand yard receiving year as a rookie. Should, should we put money on that or, or not? Okay, okay. We'll be putting our money on over and under. Of him having a thousand, yes, yeah, I'll definitely put money on under. All right, well, we'll, we'll name your price. I'm gonna put a bean on that. All right, consider yourself a deal, sir. All right, um, let's, let's go to the next one. Um, NFC North, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shock the world with this one. I'm t- if, if Matt Stafford stays healthy, no way, I'm taking the Lions. Wow, at 10 you actually said it. <laughs> <laughs> Win the NFC North. If and that's all up, up opposed if Matthew Stafford stays healthy the full season. So you pick you pick just so we're clear, you picked Matthew Stafford over my guy Aaron Rodgers. Yes I did because Aaron who the hell is Aaron Rodgers gonna throw to? Devontae Adams. <laughs> Other than Devontae Adams. Who? All you need is Devontae Adams, last time I checked. No, because that didn't work last year, and it's not going to work this year. So I, I feel as though, I mean, they went thirteen and three, which was which was cute. But I thought that was I thought that play. was amazing, but okay. Um, yeah, but you know, it, it, congratulations. But th- what, what happened in the playoffs? Nothing. So, so I feel as though, um, I feel like they they take a backseat this year. Uh, I mean, I feel like Minnesota's going to have a good season, but I feel like the loss. Of Stefan Diggs is really going to hurt them in the passing game. I love Kirk Cousins. One of my he's one of my, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFC East, and I feel like the uh, Washington football team almost said Redskins did him dirty. So I've always, always loved Kirk Cousins. I love a good underdog story, but I, I just feel like Matt, this is Matthew Stafford's time. People always talk about he he doesn't show up in the playoffs, um, which he doesn't. But I feel like they get there this year. I feel like they definitely get there. Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is going to have amazing season this year. I, I, I actually agree. I actually agree on that part. I think. Oh yeah, thank you. I think Kenny. I think Kenny Galladay is going to be an absolute monster. Oh yeah, definitely. NFC South. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to do another shocker again. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. Wait, wait, wait. So we got the South <laughs> with the Buccaneers. And Tom nope. Brady in the revamped offense. Well, we they already scored, but they added more pieces to offense that could already score. And we got the Saints, who's a monster team. And you picked <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> the team that always feel that always seems to disappoint us. Bro, I, I feel I feel like this is the year that they get everything ordered. They finally got a running back that's going to. Do the dirty work. No disrespect to Devontae Freedom, Freeman, but I mean he was okay, but he wasn't the guy that's going to push. Wait, you just said Devontae Freeman was just okay? Yeah, brother, he was okay. Just okay? 
it, I mean, he's not the guy that's going to push the needle, that's going to take the team over the top. I feel like Todd Gurley is the guy that they need to, to, to take the pressure off of Matt Ryan. And I feel and I feel like they don't have to respect the run now. We're just going to open up the passing game. Wow, that's okay. That's uh, okay. Keep going. So I mean, I mean, but everybody always talking about Tom Brady that the the, the, the Buccaneers will do this, but I, I just feel like people swear to realize like he he really didn't have a great season last year in New England, and that defense really carried. I feel like age five the time is starting to catch up to uh to Tom Brady, and and I, and I feel like Mike Evans cannot cover that void of Tom Brady catching up the father time and, and Chris Godwin. I mean, they got great receivers in Grock County. I don't know why Gronkowski came back. He's probably going to be injured by week three. Wow. <laughs> Gronkowski's going to be injured by week three, he says. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you got to realize, Devontae Freeman only had, didn't even have 700 yards rushing last year. Unbelievable. He was injured a lot, but okay. Exactly, uh, but I mean, he still played 14 games. 14 games, you got 656 yards. Like I said, he's not the guy that's going to push him here. Todd Gurley, I feel like he's going to have a proven year, and he got a chip on the soldier for how for how um, Jeff Fisher, not Jeff Fisher, I'm tripping, how the, uh, the Rams just said, oh, time to let you go. We don't need you anymore after he did all that work. And then, and then it was, what was that? In the playoffs, it was one of them series that they, they didn't even give him the ball. It was a uh, Super Bowl against New England. Like you got a, one of the best running backs, well, not best, top, top, top ten, and you just mm-hmm. don't, even, you don't even give him the ball. It's that's ludicrous. I, I would ask for a trade then after that game, right there. Wow, because it was like a replay of Seattle. You have a good power running back, and you just don't run the ball. I believe. Oh yeah, but back to what I was saying. Um, and then for NFC, where I talking about? NFC West, I got Seattle because uh, they just signed back Josh Gordon, speed set wide receiver, definitely opened up the field. Him and Tyler Lockett on the field is going to give cornerbacks and secondaries nightmares. Okay. Um, and Russell Wilson is just 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 the guy. He never he always never folds under pressure. And we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl because that was a stupid ass call up. <laughs> he could have <laughs> audible, but okay. Okay. He should have, but you know, you know, you know, Russell Wilson is not the guy to go against uh, management. He's a strictly by the book guy and respectful guy. Now, I guarantee you, if that was a Sean Watson, he would have said what in, in autumn. But you know, Russell Wilson is a, is a nice guy, and you know, nice guys always finish last. But in this case, he's the Um I definitely feel like they're going to go thirteen and three. Um. What else? What else? Oh, NFC. Everybody knew. No, you went them. You actually didn't save them oh. for last. You went them early. Oh, of course. That just shows how not confident you were. You wanted to brush it, oh. brush it under the rug. Stop it. We're going eleven five. We're going. We're probably going to get a uh, three seed, and I feel like you guys might slip in for that seven seed. Slip in. Might. Yes, you heard us. It. That's two words that don't correlate to us at all. <laughs> like 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 Dave D said, man, I said what I said. But yeah, I, I definitely I, I definitely feel like um it's gonna be a tight it's gonna be a tight one. I feel like we're gonna go eleven and five. You guys end up ten and six. It's gonna be a close one like every year. Um what else? Oh, did you see that that um what's the guy named? Did Davian Clowney got rid of his agent? Twice, yeah. I think this is the second agent, As- right? No, I think this is the first one. He just got rid of him today, and I'm just like, bro, you you were you you asked for 21 million dollars a season, and you kept getting injured. I mean, what he had six sacks, six and a half sacks last year. Yeah, like I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out why he thinks that this was his agent's fault, but I mean, yes. bad players. Well, not bad players, but you know, injury prone players chase the money. And I get that because, you know, they never know when their last season will be because they're oft injured. So I understand why, but come on, man. It's, this, is, this is definitely not on your agent, my guy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because, I mean, he had – oh, I made a mistake. I'm thinking – I'm thinking – I know where I got to take the from McCoy. Oh, I hope speedy recovery for my guy Jerry McCoy. I was looking forward to him on that on that D line for Dallas this year. We'll see him next year. Uh, 
Well, we only signed to a one year deal, so maybe not see him next year. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, Clowney only had three sacks. Um, he won twenty one million dollars for three sacks, my guy. Yeah. Now, granted, he had thirteen QB hits, which is which is um pretty good, and decent amount of tackles. Thirty one combined, twenty one solo. He's he's really a run stopper. I never seen anybody pay twenty one million dollars to a run stop. Right. It's it's. I feel like he would have asked for ten million to eight to ten million. Definitely the eight eight nine. He might have got the ten million, but twenty one million. That's why he's still sitting at home on the couch with us. It's, it's crazy. Right. Like you 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 got to reevaluate your your life right now because you just you got rid of an agent for no reason. You're not getting that money. I can tell you that now. Yeah. You're not getting that money, Clowny. Stop. I don't think Drew Rosenhaus would be able to get in that deal. I don't think. Sorry, people that's listening. I don't think God could give him that deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I'm trying to tell you, there's literally <laughs> nobody that's getting this man the money that this man thinks he he deserves. And sorry, but clearly you're not it. <laughs> like, let it go. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but again, special shout out to our sponsors, Hibachi Productions. Shop now, hibachiproductions.com. They're doing taking pre-orders now. Um, use the discounts code blog access one on one to get twenty percent off. Um, also we have two spots left in the pretty dollar league. Um, first place gets five hundred, second place one fifty, and third place you just get your money back. I mean so you just be happy. Like, I'm a, we have two spots I might left. I might actually join that league and join the and I think I'm in the hundred dollar one but yeah, uh, oh, yeah, shout out, shout out to Uptown, and shout out to all the G's that you know rock with me, roll with me, and always respect the respect a real guy like me. You know what I'm saying? So shout out, shout out to all y'all, man. Oh yeah, appreciate you coming out, LR. Uh, any final? Comments? That was it. That was my final comment. You know, I gotta always shout out, shout out my G's, and shout out my my hood. <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah. You know. I already want to say, you know, playoff fantasy baseball is about to play to start for us next week. Um, LR's team is really folding like a napkin. Bro, one, <laughs> uh, I'm literally playing the number one seed. These guys are <laughs> monsters. <laughs> hey, but uh, let me look at it. Because right now. And, and Ryan just... Braun, I don't know what's wrong with this man. This man hasn't played up to potential yet. And then uh, Simeon, who's been basically my my best contributor this season. He's injured on for the A's, so it's been it's been a tough season. I can't. Hey, man, I don't hear oh, nothing oh about injuries. God. And Paddock, oh, my, this guy got lit up today. It's just when my pitchers, my pitchers <laughs> in the beginning of the season, they all pitched well, and now they're starting to fold. I don't know what's wrong with J.A. Happ. I don't know what's wrong with Paddock. I don't know what's wrong. Who's the other pitcher that, that's been disappointing me this season? Uh, let me look at my roster. I know it's it's Paddock, it's Jay Hab. He's been a major disappointment. Let me look at this. There's been another pitcher that that literally can't throw strikes. Uh, Bassett. Bassett's been so up and down. Mike Miner. Oh my god, it's just been disappointing after disappointment. Oh, the Celtics game started. Oh, they started with a aggressive just... double team. Interesting. Oh, uh, you know what I told you? They coming out with fire after them. Comments. No, what I mean but, is the uh, Raptors started with an aggressive double team on Jason Tatum. They made him turn it over. That's smart, but it's, I mean, it's smart, but it's only gonna be a matter of time until he pass out of a hit Kimber. Well, I mean, you're starting to fight back. You're down nine and two. You got a day to go. I mean, you're not you're only down a couple of runs. I mean, it's it's pretty it's bad when when the pitcher you relied on today gave up six runs. <laughs> Yeah, I mean you're not totally out of it. You got a lot of the categories is like not broad. But I mean, yeah, it's it's, right it's, now, it's, it's always close. It's just that oh, I got Blake Snell pitching tonight. All right, so yeah, I, I might I might be good. I know he can give me a win and a quality start. I had to bench Ryan Braun even though they claim he's healthy. I got that in quotations of every, all the viewers. <laughs> that man has been getting on my nerves this season. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see how the rest of these days play out. If not, you know I'm gonna have a talk with the team. We're gonna be ready for the playoffs. 
Bro, you don't let it look like you're not about to make the playoffs. Relax. We're going to be ready for the playoffs. Holla at us. Bro, did you not see, like, the rest of the – look, the 10th seed – okay, they're getting blown out now. The 8th seed, the 8th and 9th seed, like, they might – I mean, if you get a couple more wins, you might sneak in and just got to play this guy again next week. Well, is this the <laughs> last – this is the last – next week's the last week, though. No, this is the last week. Next week is the playoffs. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough uh, Sunday. Well, the, well, the first the first and second he's got to buy the the three and six and plays the four and no the three 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 through eight is gonna play in the playoffs next year. I mean next week and then one and two got to buy and they play the following. So right now I'm in the, I'm in the fourth trying to get that third. Steve, I'm down three to six right now, but it's like close. So I feel like we can win. Okay, they, he got me in RBIs. It's thirty three to sixteen. That's good. That's all right. Yeah, the home runs is tied eight eight. Hits, he's up 56-48. That's close. Runs, 25-18. And uh, batting average, mine is 294. It's 3-11. I'm kicking his ass in the uh, pitcher's wins, 4-1. Staves, she's beating 6-3. Strikes, strikeouts is 44-47. Bomb burner. Uh, in the words of Charles Barkley. 2.36 ERA, I'm winning that. Whip is, I'm winning that too. So, yeah, I feel like I can get him in the, I feel like I get him in the strikeouts. And I feel like I can get one more stolen base and another homer. I mean, because my guy, uh, where's the guy? Oh, N- Nelson Cruz. Oh, man. Oh, of the Twins. He always gets me lit with them homers. Yeah, man. Nelson Cruz. Oh, shout out to the Twins. They owe me a dub tonight. Braves, Blue Jays. Uh, What else? What other team owes me a dub tonight? Twins, the Braves. Oh my God, I'm not. I'm done with the Padres for a little bit. Them guys. <laughs> they, they they my most consistent team. Them and the Dodgers. But then there's times where the Padres' offense looks like it's trash. Let's go, Marcus Smart. Oh, he missed. It's cool. Luckily, I ain't bet on this game. I'm a live bet, but you know, if it doesn't look good for the Celtics, I'm not gonna bet at all. Yeah, because I, another thing with Marcus Smart, I, I just don't. I think he like you know how like well, like I said earlier with PJ Tucker knows his role. I think Marcus Smart doesn't know his role because the fact that Marcus Smart has be caused for the ball when Kemba is driving to the basket when you know almost certainly he's going to do a step back. Sir, put your damn hands down. You're not getting the ball. Just just sit in the corner and shut up. I'm with you on that, but Marcus Smart, like I, I think I told y'all, in the regular season, in the bubble, and in the playoffs, the guy's intensity and defense wins me so much money, I'll never... Like be mad at him, and then if we think about it, in game two, he he basically won game two for us. <laughs> when we think about it, like those five threes in the fourth quarter, that that's big time. So I I can't I can't I don't have nothing bad to say about Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is crazy. Marcus Smart may take some wild shots, but it, oh, I will always bet on a may? team. I will always bet on a team with Marcus Smart than I would bet on a team that don't got Marcus Smart. Bro, he's turnover prone. Game the game to when he, when he had a good game, he had five. I had, and but we won. That's all I care about. I care about who's getting me that money. <laughs> and, and, but, I mean, but, he, but he, he's a walking turnover. Like, it's, it's yeah. Okay, good take, Kemba. Easy money. Oh, you, you're you're Jones on delay. Kyle Lowry's already got fouling at the free throw line. <laughs> oh man, I I got the stream on. Yeah. Uh, the app, John, on my team. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't uh, like Celtics' intensity at all. Maybe Van Fleet was right. I mean, but you bet on the series. That's why I always bet game by game because you never know. Momentum cha- changes so fast that it's hard It's hard right. to bet on basketball series more evenly matched teams. In, in the words of Charles Barkley, I guarantee he, you, the series ends in five. He, he's never been right when he guaranteed. <laughs> Well, watch me right. Like I said, Celtics in five. But all I'm saying, I'm I'm on this game. So you know, Celtics look like they got life. I'm betting them. I'll never bet the Raptors because I don't believe they can really put the Celtics away. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, and let's not forget, I forgot to add a little. That Kyle Lowry gets getting to the racket. Well, maybe I will bet Raptors. Jesus. Oh man, he did that last game. If 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 the if the if the Heat win tomorrow, they'll be the third team in NBA history to, for as a five seed to be number one seed. I mean, it hasn't been done since '94 when uh, the Pacers beat the number one seed Hawks, and that's, that wasn't a foul ref. 
Uh, and then the, after that was the Suns. I think that was back in 1990 when they had – what's that guy named? Uh, I played with him on NBA My Team last year. Walter Davis. There we go. Interesting. Interesting. So, look. But I feel like you guys are going to do it. I feel like if, if y'all don't do it tomorrow, you guys will definitely finish it off. So it's it's done, like it's it done tomorrow. tomorrow. But what I want to know is who, which one of those previous two teams swept the number one seed? I don't think that has been done. Exactly. This is this is this is real history. You guys are watching, people. This is 2020. This is real history. I don't care about none of that bubble talk that y'all want to talk about. These guys is bubble gum. Shout out to my man Fred. But these guys is bubble gum, and we exposing them. That's what that's what real teams do. Teams, not one player that gets rebounds and does a euro step and tries to get a dunk. And if he can't get a dunk, he's whining and he's sad on the sideline and he don't want to stick the other team's best player. I'm not saying no names. I'm not throwing no shots. I'm just spitting facts, people. Oh, yeah. He got an experience when he when they, uh, when they asked him why, why he switched going guard Jimmy. He's like, why would you ask that? Because it's a general question. Facts, facts are facts. That's all I'm going to say. Ew, Kimba. Jesus. Yeah, when he's when he's hot, jeez. he's in his duffel early. I told you, man. Shot, not, when he's hot, that shot crazy. Man. But they gotta learn how to. Uh oh. They gotta keep. Jalen Brown's getting rebounds. Oh, this is gonna be. Uh oh. Kyle Laurie's making threes, and he's hot. Uh oh. I'm gonna. Damn. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just have to be a. I might just have to be a fan today. I was gonna put. I was gonna put big money on the Celtics too. I'm. I'm glad I always wait. Um, that just shows your hesitation. Well, the Suns almost swept the Lakers back in the nineties. We one. all know almost don't count. It doesn't count. Yeah, that's get those right. get those brooms out, people. No oh, man, get those brooms out. I got the Hennessy ready for y'all tomorrow. Yep, you tomorrow is Hennessy. Went to uh, sweep a uh, five seed to sweep a number one seed. Tomorrow's Henny day. Tomorrow it's Henny day every day for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, give us that. Give our man the sponsor so he can get a lifetime supply. supply. Right? How? How? Oh, yeah. that be, Henny? You know, LR one three one three. Just shoot me a DM. You know, we could contract negotiate. Yeah, we might have to slide in the DMs, man. Get to get the sponsorship going. I mean, you know, I don't drink them, but I get the Henny from my guys. Uh, what else? Oh, also, if you're a business out there, small business or whatever, uh, you want us to give you. Do an ad for you commercial. Just hit us up at Blog Access 101. Follow us on social media at Blog Access 101. For updated sports news on Twitter and Instagram. All right, LR, I'll holler at you. I'll text you in a group chat to let you know that the subjects have won another game. <laughs> it's on. All right, bro. All right.